welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome back to World Live Broadcast. Let's go to Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Now, uh, the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. But one thing we have to do is we have to receive from God. Now, if we're going to receive anything from God, we come before him and ask him in the name of Jesus. And when we do, we receive from him. Mark eleven twenty four through 25. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, when do we receive? When we pray. Amen. We don't receive it later. We don't receive it after we feel like it. We receive it when we pray, even though we may not feel like it. We receive it at that very instant. And it doesn't matter what it feels like at that moment, but we receive it right then. We believe it in our heart. The Word of God's been sown in our heart, it, uh, and we've spoken it out of our mouth. We've asked God for it. We thank Him for it, and then we praise Him for it. And we uh, cast down all arguments and everything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But then uh, we also uh, discuss this, that... Uh, the cares of this world will creep in and uh, and thorns and briars will pop up and try to choke out the word of God out of your life because of the cares of this world. And one of the cares of this world is unforgiveness. Verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Now, see, when we stand praying, we have to forgive because if we don't forgive, then God won't forgive us of our trespasses and, passes, and then we can't receive from him. So this is the way I look at it. God will look at it and say, okay, you're asking me to forgive you of what you've done, but you won't forgive somebody else of what, for what they've done. So is what they've done worse than what you've done? Now, if you'll study the book of James, it says that if you've committed murder or if you've committed adultery, one's just as bad as the other. One sin is, any sin is going to separate you from God no matter what it is. So there's not one that's worse than another because all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. But we have to forgive those people that do things against us and say, Father, I'll let you deal with that. I'm not their judge. But I'm not going to uh, allow my relationship with you to be hindered because of what somebody's done to me. Because if you do, the only thing it does that hinders you from receiving from God, it hinders your relationship with God, it hinders your faith so that your faith won't work, and then it's hard for you to receive from God because if you haven't forgiven, then you cannot receive from Him. So these are thorns and briars. And if you think that the devil don't plant those so that they'll grow up and you'll be unfruitful in everything that you do so that you can't receive the 30, 
the 16 and 100 fold from God, then you got another thought coming because that's the way he does it. He will do something to get you offended so that you will not receive from God, that your anointing will stop. Uh, everything that he can stop in your life, he will stop it. Your finances, your healing, whatever he can uh, cause to uh, keep you from receiving from God, that's this what he's going to do. And one of the number one things is unforgiveness. And well, my, I don't feel like I forgave him. And a lot of times you can forgive someone and you can forgive them and then your feelings may not line up with it. But you have to forgive them no matter what it feels like. And that's the same thing with faith. You have to receive by faith anything you receive from God. But you also have to forgive by faith sometimes. It may not feel like it, but you say, I forgave them. I don't care what it feels like. And uh, your emotions and your feelings will line up later on. Even though you have forgiven, it may not feel like it, but you have. You say, well, I don't want to have anything to do with them. Well, you can pray for those people, and sometimes people may do some things against you. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and fellowship with them tomorrow, but you have to forgive them. It doesn't mean that you have to uh, completely shun them either and say, I'm not having anything else to do with you anymore, because you know you have to look at it like this. If they've asked God to forgive them, then you're supposed to forgive them and, and act like nothing ever happened. But it doesn't mean that you... Uh, well, let's say that you let them borrow $1,000. Then they didn't pay it back and you hold unforgiveness toward them. Well, that what that will do, that will keep you from receiving from God. What you have to do is forgive them, but it doesn't mean you have to go out and lend them another $1,000 the next day. Well, I forgave them for it, but I'll, I'm not going to lend them another 1000 tomorrow because I'm going to use my money in the kingdom of God and not give it to somebody that's not going to cheat me. Does that make sense? So, so do you understand what I'm saying? You can forgive without uh, making the same mistake again. Amen? And if we don't forgive, we won't receive from God. And it's just the way it works. Now let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on mer tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Now, how did Christ forgive you? Did he do it and say, well, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm never going to uh, speak to you again? Did he forgive you and say, well, I'm, uh, I'm never going to trust you again? No. Christ forgave us and he wiped it away. He wiped away everything, everything that was against us. When you ask him to forgive you, he forgave you and you don't hold it against them anymore. Verse 14, but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection or maturity. Now, nobody's perfect, but it, we would say it is being a mature Christian and saying, well, I'm not going to hold that against them anymore, and I'm going to walk in love, and love doesn't count a suffered wrong. Amen? 
verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, if you don't have peace in your heart, that means that maybe you still have just a little bit against somebody, but let the peace of God rule in your heart. Do I need to go back and make it right with that person? Do I need to do something to uh, communicate with them so that I can make things right? And even and sometimes you can do things against, and people will think you're doing something against them when you're not. And I've even had times when I've had a word from the Lord for somebody, and I knew it was from God, and the people around me said, oh, yeah, that was totally from God. It bore witness with our spirit, and them get offended because of it, and then uh, walking unforgiveness toward me when I didn't do anything wrong. It was because God was dealing with them, but that, that's not my fault, and that's not my problem. The only thing I can do is pray for them that God would reveal to them what I was trying to do was to help them not to tell them what to do or be bossy or be uh, override what their thinkings are. And a lot of times traditions and religious beliefs will keep people from receiving things from God. But it doesn't mean you don't love them. But see, uh, if somebody does that to you, then you say, well, even if they did miss it, then you forgive them and say, well, Father, I pray that you reveal to them that they did miss it and that uh, I forgive them, but help them in the future to go in the right direction. Now, uh, we have to let love be the number one thing in our life. Love is God, and love is of God. You can't separate God from love, and you can't separate God from his work. So if love is of God and God is love, then we have to walk in love and put on love. It says verse 14, But above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection or maturity. And say, Love rules in my heart. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to hold anything against anyone. I'm not going to do anything that uh, is going to offend someone if I can help it. And I'm going to forgive quickly. I'm not going to hold anything against anyone, hold a grudge or anything, because what happens when you start holding grudges and you hold things against people, the only thing it does, it holds you in bondage, and then it keeps you from being able to receive. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to kill and to steal and to destroy. But Jesus says, I came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Now, you could say it like this, hate comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But love, since Jesus is love and God is love, it came that you could have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Amen? You can say it like that because Jesus is love. He's pure love. And you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind. Love rules in my life. I don't allow unforgiveness. I don't allow bitterness. I don't allow all these things that come in to choke out the word out of my heart. Those are things that are that will choke the word out of your life and out of your heart that will keep you from receiving from God. You have to pull up those uh, weeds. Now, a lot of times I've heard this, well, you've got to pull up all the weeds. Well, those are weeds. What are the weeds? The weeds are unforgiveness. The weeds are bitterness. The words are anger. The words are, um, the words of God are 
life, but hate and unbelief and unforgiveness and hatefulness is nothing but a thief. Those are the things of the, of the flesh. You can uh, go out here and uh, covet your neighbor's wife, and you think that you can receive from God by going out and lusting after her or your, or your uh, neighbor's husband or whatever. You can't do that and expect the Word of God to produce in your life. You can't go out and commit adultery every other day and expect God's Word to produce in your life because there are thorns and there are things out of the flesh that will come in and destroy from you. And uh, those are things that are, are, that are thieves. Those are the thieves. And a lot of times we blame the devil for the flesh taking over and ruling and stealing from you instead of letting God do the thing that he wants to do in your life by walking in the fullness of his word and, uh, and walking in the truth so that we can have all the things of God. Amen? But see, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love and whom we have redemption, redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you would like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013. 